Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is March the 3rd. Happy Sunday to you. And we are here in the Bible reading app. Remember, at the beginning of the week, right now we are reading some Psalms. So join me today if you can by following along. Otherwise, let me read this over you. And in the end, I'll give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. Here we go, starting in Psalm chapter 21. The king rejoices in your strength, Lord. How great is his joy in the victories you give. You have granted him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. You came to greet him with rich blessings and placed a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life and you gave it to him, length of days, forever and ever. Through the victories you gave, his glory is great You have bestowed on him splendor and majesty. Surely you have granted him unending blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. Through the unfailing love of the Most High, he will not be shaken. Your hand will lay hold on all your enemies. Your right hand will seize your foes. When you appear for battle, you will burn them up as in a blazing furnace. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and his fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth, their posterity from mankind. Though they plot evil against you and devise wicked schemes, they cannot succeed. You will make them turn their backs when you aim at them with drawn bow. Be exalted in your strength, Lord. We will sing and praise your might. Psalm chapter 22 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. You are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you, our ancestors put their trust. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a postured, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to me. Deliver me from the sword, 
my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Oh, and I almost forgot that today I also have two young ladies with me. Once again, have my daughter, Aaliyah. Hello, Aaliyah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Are you ready to talk about the Psalms here? Yes, I am. Awesome. And we also have Ruzo. Ruzo, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you for asking also. Okay, so we read Psalm number 21 and Psalm number 22. So my first question, um, these are two completely different psalms. What do you initially notice about the two? Give me kind of what's the difference between them? Well, chapter 21 is talking about how God is for you and how he can overcome the trials that you're facing. Okay, and what about Psalm 22? And 22 is talking about very real emotions about how David is feeling in the moment of how he feels like God has forsaken him and that um, that he doesn't feel God's presence in the moment of his trials. Okay, those are good. Um, I want to point out something interesting that you said, though. You said uh, that Psalm 21 is a little bit more happy, and then Psalm 22 is a little bit more real. What do you mean when you say a little bit more real? Um, it's a little bit more authentic of like, just raw emotion. There's nothing that he's hiding. Okay, let me ask you this, though. What makes you think that 21 is less authentic just because it doesn't have some of those darker feelings? Anything? <laughs> That's okay. You know, it's easy to start thinking that in order to be raw and real, it has to start with dark, hurtful feelings. And it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Absolutely not. In fact, can I tell you the practice ground for being able to express your dark feelings? What? Expressing your praise. Yeah. If somebody's not good at talking to God in the good moments, they're never going to be good about expressing the dark moments. Mm -hmm. And so the reason someone like King David is able to say some of the things he says is because of all the times that he says things like Psalm 103, verse 1, that says, But bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So we got to be really good at being able to express those positive emotions and those times of feeling good if we're ever going to express those moments where we feel hurt and let down. Does that make sense? Yes. 
Okay, so how good are you guys at expressing emotion? Let's just start there. Not even to God. How good are you expressing emotion? Is that an easy thing to do, hard thing to do? Tell me why. It's hard for me. I think I'm really bad at it. What makes you say you're bad at it? I don't know. I just don't like to open up. Like, I don't open up very easily. Do you get nervous when you're talking about feelings? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a hard <laughs> thing for me, too. So I understand where you get that from. Um, wh- how about when you're like in when it's a good feeling or emotion, though? Is that a little easier? Yeah, that's a lot easier. OK, so I want to <laughs> encourage you, Aaliyah, practice that as often as you can. Mm-hmm. In fact, everybody that's listening, the way to get good at expressing how you feel when you're in a bad spot is by practicing um, expressing those feelings when you're in a good spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And so if you express your feelings as often as you can when you're in a good spot, it's more likely you'll express those hurtful feelings when you have them. And so we got we to gotta do that. Ruzo, how about you? Yeah. Are, are you good at expressing emotion and feeling? I would say that does come naturally for me. I'm a very expressive person. You never have to guess how I'm feeling because I will tell you. over there shaking her head yes for you. <laughs> I will tell you how I'm feeling without even asking. So that's kind of how it is for me. Hey, that's an admirable thing. And I actually uh, wish I was a little bit better at that. Mm. Um, I kind of grew up feeling like you can't express emotion. And yeah. so I just never did. Uh, which that makes me now have a really hard time with it. Mm. But um, give me, give me just real quick, um, what? Give me a time when you were able to express like really good emotion because something awesome was happening and you just felt full of joy. Um, and maybe a time that you were able to express that. Do you have an example? The other day when me and you were at the gym, um, I got my grade back from a government paper that took me forever. And I thought I was going to do really bad on it, but I actually did really good. So I was super excited to tell you about that. I remember you getting <laughs> kind of stressed about it and worried yeah. about what the grade was going to be. Yeah. And so that was easy for you to express. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's kind of easy to express things like that? Yes, it is. Yeah. A little easier than hard emotion? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Ruzo, do you have an example of a time where something just awesome happened and it was easy to express that? Um, yes, I would say when we were in the works of producing our episodes for our new podcast, telling my parents about it, that was a very exciting thing for me to share with them. Yeah, because you guys have an episode already recorded. You're about to record episode number two, yes. and we'll be letting people know where they can find that as soon as it's out there. Um, but that's something you've been wanting to do. Yes. So it was such a good moment to tell my parents about that. Yeah, that felt really good. Mm. That's awesome. Now, tell me a time where you guys have struggled because you just didn't know what to express or how to express it. You ever had a moment like that where um, it didn't come out as easily because it wasn't a joyful uh, emotion that you were expressing? Yes. I feel this a lot kind of sometimes with friend issues because it's not an enjoyable thing to talk about if there's an issue, especially when you love them and you want to find a common ground and to resolve the situation. It's not the easiest to confront. Yeah. And is that because you're worried about um, feeling uncomfortable? You're wor- worried about how people are going to view you? Like, what do you think makes that so hard? Um, I would say definitely just to make things uncomfortable or you don't really know what the other person is going to say back. So it's just kind of the fear of the unknown. So you're kind of on guard with them. Yes. Yeah. I would say that's a difficult thing and sure. emotions to express. Sure. Yeah, I think we we all have those moments where we're scared to tell somebody something yes. um, because we don't know how they're going to take it or how they're going to look at us or how that's going to feel. Mm. How about you, Aaliyah? Have you ever had uh, a time where there was something hard to express, but um, you knew you had to and you just didn't know what to say? I would say the same thing as Rizzo. Um, anytime there's 
an issue, like I'm having a problem with somebody. I don't want to com- confront them. Um, I'm just like worried how they're going to take it. So I usually end up just not saying anything at all. Yeah. What's the problem with that though? If you're not, if you're not expressing how something is making you feel or how someone is doing something that's making you feel a certain way, what's the potential problem inside of that? Um, that same problem could keep happening Okay, and it's going to keep hurting you even more. The, uh, that's a big, okay. So you said two different things there. The same thing can keep happening, which mm-hmm. is just annoying, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also said, what is the last part you just said there? That it's going to keep hurting even more. It keeps hurting even more. In fact, when you don't deal with something and it hurts a little bit, guess what happens the next time it comes around? Hurts even worse. Hurts even worse. Yeah. And then you're like, why are we keep going to this spot? And here's the funny thing. Sometimes those people don't even know you're feeling this exactly. way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yep, so right. they don't think they're hurting you. They don't think anything's happening. Um, but it just keeps happening over because you didn't stop and fix it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and us not telling them, we're preventing them from actually growing yeah. and giving them the opportunity to do better and to treat you better. Mm-hmm. Okay, man, this is good stuff. Now, here's the interesting thing with this. How we handle this with people tends to reflect how we handle this with God as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, and so, well, it's actually bad though, right? No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good and bad. It's a good point. It's what no, it, because yeah. um, if you're really good at telling people how you feel, then chances are you're really good at telling God how you feel. A lot of people don't realize that they can express to God whatever's on their mind, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. whatever they're feeling or going through. In fact, he wants us to. Yeah. And so King David gets really, really good at this. I mean, listen to the beginning of Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. So these are some pretty big words, forsaken, anguish. uh, Why are you so far from saving me? What do you think David is feeling in this moment? I think he feels really lonely because he's asking, like, why did God leave me? Okay. Have you ever felt lonely before? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever felt like God wasn't listening to you or wasn't there before? Either of you? Yeah. Yeah. Ruzo, you too? No? You've always known God is with you? Hey, <laughs> amen. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's great. Uh, and I, I pray for everybody that they would always have those moments of just knowing, man, God is with me. Mm. Um, what else? So he feels forsaken, abandoned, like God's maybe not with him. I feel like David is feeling the absence of God's presence and just like a a very deep kind of emotional wound that is in a way very hard to express with words. Um, but he's feeling in a sense kind of just in the middle of the darkness. Yeah. Feeling like this, just nothing makes sense. Nothing's right. Yeah. I mean, listen to that last part. Why are you so far from my cries of anguish. Mm. Now, if somebody is crying out in anguish, that means people can hear them, right? Yeah. Like, have you ever heard somebody just wail because something was wrong? Like yeah. they were just in pain, either physically, emotionally, or spiritually, and they just can't control it, right? Yeah. That's the image that David's giving here. Wow. And yet he's saying, why are you so far away? It's this picture mm. of I am crying out loud, (laughs) crying out loud, sorry, (laughs) for crying out loud. No, I am crying out loud and nobody can hear me. I feel Mm. like I'm so just by myself and nobody cares. It's Mm. almost this picture. Nobody like understands him. Nobody sees him. Yeah. Oof, I can't imagine. It's almost like this feeling of does anybody even, does even care about me? I'm just all alone. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you go to the top of chapter 22, 
you might have this note on what and why this was written. Do you have that at the top of yours where it says for the director of music? What does yes. it say? A Psalm of David to be sung to the tune Doe of the Dawn. Yeah. Okay. So think about this. We're talking about these words of hurt and pain, and it was to be written as a song. Mm. So David didn't just have this feeling. What did he do with it? He he turned it into a song and started Mm. singing it. Mm. Think about that for a second. What does that tell you about David's ability to express or his comfortability with being able to have these emotions, sit in them for a minute and express it? He was really good. Yeah, and expressing and really putting it good. into words yeah. and then singing it like, wow. It was no big deal for him. Right. He knew I'm feeling this way and I'm going to let you know it. Right. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. That's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, I try so hard when I'm not feeling, a, feeling good about something to make yeah. sure nobody knows. Mm. Because I don't want to put that on somebody. I don't want to weigh them down. People might see that I'm edgy or agitated by something. Yeah. But they're never going to know, like deep down inside, this is one. Aaliyah, you remember we were at the master class with Liana mm-hmm. and she said one of the questions she asked was um, something about like your biggest fear or failure or something like that. Right. Yeah. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And I, t- I wrote mine down. And then as soon as I started telling it to Aaliyah, what did I do? Started crying. I started crying because <laughs> I was like, oh, my word, I've never expressed this before out loud. And the funny thing was, it was embarrassing because I'm in front of my daughter crying. No. I know. It, just, it actually isn't super embarrassing because she's seen me at, my, my, at low spots anyway, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it was freeing mm-hmm. to be able to express something that was so deep and so scary that uh, it brought me to an emotion. Man, that's a freeing spot, yes. isn't it? Yes. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. ever found freedom from being able to express something? All the time. That's the only way I can truly like go on is if I let go. Yeah. That was because I physically feel the weight of it, yeah. of what I'm carrying. Yeah. Do you think we tend to hold on to things longer than we should because we don't express them? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like a lot of times people don't know how to express them or don't okay. see a way. That's absolutely true. Like we just get confused on... Um, what do I do with this emotion and with this yes. feeling? Yeah. People don't know the steps of what is the process of letting go. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Well, what's some things that you guys do if you're feeling a certain way um, and you just don't know what to do with it? What is there something that you guys do as a practice or, or something that lets that out? Yeah. Um, actually, a few like weeks ago, me and Rizzo, we went to Starbucks and we wrote um, people that we needed to forgive. Wow. And we like yes. wrote like what we needed to forgive them for. Um, and just kind of like how our emotions, how we felt towards them. Um, and so the, after that, it felt like such a weight was like lifted off of us. Um, and it was super freeing to just write it out. Yeah. Yes. And after we wrote it out, we prayed separately just over each part saying we forgive them in Jesus name. Yeah. Yeah. And we felt a physical like mm-hmm. we felt changed after that. Wow. Yeah. And so that was super powerful because we had been feeling the weight of like, in a sense, oppressed by certain unforgiveness that was in our hearts. Like we could feel it and we were like, we need to take action in this. Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, for that was good. That was obedience to the Holy Spirit was mm-hmm. was pulling something out of you and you guys were being obedient to that. That's huge. Yes. Yeah. So um when you hold on to those feelings, what what happens to you inside? What happens to you mentally, spiritually? 
when you're holding on to frustrations and hurts and pains, what do you think, what do you think takes place? I think you can, though, like if those emotions get very strong, it affects you physically. And I feel like you can become almost sick physically because sure. if you're always angry or always sad, it, it drains you physically. It has a physical effect. Yeah. So I think that's what happens. Yeah. Aaliyah. Um, yeah. Going back to um, when me and were at Starbucks writing down the forgiveness thing. Um, the day after we went to a service and I just felt like worship felt so differently um, because nothing was like holding me back anymore from like truly worshiping the Lord. Yeah. Okay. So interesting in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter five, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure which verse this is. I, I don't want to stop and look it up. I just want to share this with you real quick. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a spot where Jesus says, if you're about to offer a sacrifice and you realize that your brother has a problem with mm-hmm. you, yeah. it's yeah. not even that you have a problem with them. It's if you realize your brother has a problem with you, leave your sacrifice, mm-hmm. go make things right and then come back and mm-hmm. worship the Lord. Yeah. yeah, Because God has this, this clear way of telling us if it's not right horizontally with the people around us, then it can't be right vertically with him. Mm, there's, they both go hand in hand, and yeah. there's always going to be a hindrance to our worship of God and our understanding of him as long as there is a hindrance to the people around us. Yeah, yeah. and that's what we experience. And yeah. We can say it works. Yes, amen, <laughs> amen. Well, um, so something important to note about uh, chapter 22, verse number one. Uh, what do you notice about that verse? Um, Jesus quoted it when he was being crucified. Okay, so Jesus quoted this from the cross, and he didn't say many things from the cross, um, but this is one of the things that made the list. What do you think about that? I think it's very interesting. Um, I always wondered why Jesus says that because, like, he knows that God didn't abandon him, but he still says that. Okay, so let me ask you, why do you think he would say something like that? Do you have any ideas? Because he felt that way. Okay, <laughs> he felt that way. And by the way, uh, in the moment he said that, he did take on the weight of the world and right. um, was separated from from his heavenly Father because yeah. he had all sin on him. Right. So it was true. Well, he was, he was. God didn't abandon him, but it does say that like he turned away or his face or something. Well, God is separate from sin because he's Mm -hmm. holy. And so in in order for Jesus to take on our sins, he had to become that sin, Mm -hmm. which meant he was separated from a holy God. Um, So he did know that and he did understand that sin had now caused this rift. Mm -hmm. And so he was Mm -hmm. feeling the weight of what all mankind Mm -hmm. feels when we carry sin. Wow. Yeah. And so in that moment, he says these words. But I think, there's a, I think there's another reason that Jesus said this. Remember, the people that were um, around Jesus at that time, do you know what, what religion, what type of people they were? They were the... Jewish? Yeah, they were the Jews. So the Jews or the, the early Hebrew children would memorize the, the Torah, first of all, so mm-hmm. the first five books of the Bible, but they would also know all of these psalms. Mm-hmm. They would have studied them. They would have quoted them, especially this one being a song. Guess what else they would have done? Sang it. They would have sang this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so by Jesus being on the cross, singing this, now as we just talked about the emotions of what you read in, in verse number one there, you were able to identify with how David felt a little, right? Yeah. yeah. So what Jesus is doing on the cross is he's identifying with them in a way that they would understand Mm. the pain that this causes God Mm. and the hurt that Jesus is feeling. 
as he's going through this moment. So here's what that tells us about God. He cares about how we feel. Because if Jesus is willing to quote something from the cross that had emotion and feeling to it, so that the people there listening, he wasn't saying this to God. He was saying this for the sake of the people there. And so they were understanding this emotion and feeling that Jesus went through and that it was okay to express those hurts and pains to our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Yeah. So then why? Why do we keep from expressing those things to God when we feel a certain way? You ever thought about that? Yes. I feel like we keep our emotions from God sometimes because we don't fully understand God and we think that he might judge us or turn away from us or abandon us like how David was feeling. But in reality, God's not like that. And he cares for us. He cries when we cry, like he wants to be with us. And if he says that he is better than a human father, so how much more God would care for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you're saying is Jesus says, if your heavenly father, no, I'm sorry. If your earthly father knows how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly father? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Aaliyah, do you find it hard to express your emotions to God sometimes? Yeah. Yeah? Is it usually just the the difficult down hard ones, or is it also the expressively joyful ones? Um, I think it's harder to express the like sad, bad emotions that I feel, um, yeah. but I don't really know why. Okay. And Russo just said something about... Um, maybe how God might view us Mm -hmm. if we were to express those. And here's the interesting thing. You are expressing how you feel other people view you when you say those things. Remember at the beginning of this, we started talking about that. Mm -hmm. It's hard to sometimes express things to people because you don't know how they're going to, they're going to react to you. We put God in that same boat. Right. And so because we're not good at expressing to other people, we have a hard time expressing to God Mm -hmm. because we think he's going to treat us the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this. What does God know about us? Everything. Including? Our thoughts. Our thoughts. Our emotions. Our emotions. What else? Our intentions, our hearts, <laughs> our everything. The way we feel about everything, God already knows. Yeah. Mm, nothing's so going to surprise him. Nothing's going to surprise him. That's right, Ruzo. Yeah. So does he need us to express it to him? No. Then why should we do it? Because he wants us. That's why it's a relationship and not some religion. He wants the communication. He wants us to want to tell him. Yes. And do you know why he wants us to tell things to him? The same reason that we should talk to other people about how we feel. Sometimes it's not even about them. Sometimes it's not even about, it's not even about God when we express it to him. It's about our view of God mm. and being able to trust him and understand him. God already knows how you feel. Mm. He already knows what you're going through. Go ahead. So it shows our faith when we talk to God about it. It shows our faith and our our reliability on him and our relationship with him. It shows Mm. trust in him that, God, I would trust you. I mean, think about David, like the boldness to be able to trust God enough to say, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night but I find no rest. Like that's a pretty raw feeling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very. Yet he is so comfortable just to be able to tell God, I feel this way mm. and you're not helping me out right now. So what are you going to do? Yeah. And I think it's because he was so close to God. And like it says that he was a man after God's own heart, that the relationship was so strong that he felt like he was able to express those emotions to God. 
because yeah. they were close. Yeah. They're close. That's what his his heart towards God was he wanted righteousness. He wanted to be with God. He wanted to be able to express things to God. So he just desired strong relationship. Yes. And I think this is why he was so free in how he lived his life. Mm. I mean, think about the times where, um, you know, when he's in the cave and King Saul is uh, chasing after him and King Saul comes in and um, it says that King Saul's relieving himself in the same cave. Mm-hmm. What, did, what did David's men tell him? Do you remember? To kill him? Yeah. They say, hey, God has delivered him over to you. Go get him. And David sneaks up there uh, and Saul's not paying attention. And do you know what David does instead of kill him? Cuts a piece of his clothing. Yeah. He just reaches out, cuts a piece of his garment. And then after Saul leaves the cave, he runs out and says, Saul, and mm-hmm. waves it at him to show him like you were, God delivered you into my hands but I did not touch you. Mm. He was only able to do that because he was able to trust God mm. and have a really good handle on how, on how he felt in his emotions. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but if somebody's trying to kill me and right. they're chasing after me <laughs> and I get the chance to sneak up behind them and get them, right. it's yeah. done. Yeah. Right. right. Like I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> you ain't going to just over. cut the clothing. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But he was so secure in his emotion and so secure in how he felt that he also was able to trust God. Mm. Do you think we make decisions that um, are harmful to us and show a lack of trust in God simply because we cannot control how we really feel about things or we have not processed them with God properly? Do you think that's how we do things? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody does that. And... um, I would say because, again, there's not that strong relationship built up with God of trusting him and truly giving it up to him and expressing ourselves to him that it doesn't truly allow us to kind of analyze what are we feeling and why are we feeling like that so we can't really move on when we're not processing it and we're not giving it to him. Yeah. So one of our values that we have is be real with how you feel. We used to say attitude is everything, but then I realized um, your attitude is actually just an indicator of something bigger, and that's what's going on inside. Have you ever struggled to uh, deal with something on the inside and you realized it's changing your attitude and the way you're doing things? Yes. What's the biggest What's the biggest piece of attitude that comes out when you're struggling with things? How do you guys usually respond when you're like, something's going on on the inside, you got a lot of turmoil, you're trying to figure something out? What tends to come out of you? If I am like struggling with something um, eternally, like I'm upset about something or I'm stressed, it's really easy for me to like snap at people and just like give them an attitude or be mad, um, even if they didn't even do anything. Yeah, and so if your dad comes to you and says, <laughs> is everything okay? Seems like you're in a, a bad mood. What do you always say to him? I say, no, I am. Yeah, you say, now I am. <laughs> and I'm like, do I ask her if everything's good? I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. Um, what about you, Ruzo? When, when things are going on on the inside, what tends to come out of you? Um, a lot of just irritation. I would say kind of the same. And I would say it goes off on my parents the most. And I feel so at sorry. I'm so sorry for your parents. No, yes. right. <laughs> it goes off on them the most of just me being irritated and just not wanting to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I go yeah. through. Yeah. 
you know, when I, when I have something going on also, and I'll just tell you right now, there's times when I'm at church and if I know something's going on with one of my kids or my family, uh, and I'm struggling and I'm, I'm praying and asking God, will you fix this or heal this or whatever it might be? I get really short with people. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time. Yeah. And it, you know, that's why it's so important that we express how we're feeling to God. We get really real with those things. Yeah. I mean, I'll have times in worship where uh, people will probably think I'm crazy if they saw me because I'm just <laughs> up in the front and I've become so emotional in my old age here because I've got this, um, this outlet to God to be able to say anything that's on my heart. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times in worship, I will be up there, everybody's singing their hearts out and I'm up there just tears dripping <laughs> on my eyes. I'm like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm expressing something to God that I have to get out of me yes. so that I can have that moment of peace to really worship him. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we do that. Yeah. And King David showed us that you could express those good things when they're happening. In fact, again, that's the practice. And you could also express those bad things when you're walking through them. That reminds me of the verse in 1 Peter 5, 7 that says, Cast all your burdens and all your cares on God, for he cares for you. That he wants us to lay it down at his feet and not carry it all on our own. Yeah, he wants to hear those things and cast that burden. In fact, actually, I'm, I'm looking this up right now, and I am in, let's see, I'm in the, new, uh, the NIV. And verse 7 actually says in this one, Cast all your anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what the word anxiety means. It actually means to be double-minded. So when you see that in the text, it means to feel one way and think another way and then act a completely different way or think, try to think a different way than that. And so when um, we have anxiety, it's because our mind is not sound. We're not in a spot where we're able to have peace of mind and soundness of mind, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we're supposed to cast those things on him, the way we feel, the way we think, which is interesting because listen to the next verse. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist Mm -hmm. him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So here's what he's saying. He's saying, cast those cares on the Lord, because um, if you don't, the devil is prowling around and he's waiting to tear you apart. Wow. So again, this is why it's so important for us to be able to express how we feel so that we could be of sound mind and not um, allow the enemy to just tear us apart like that. So as we close here today, I would love to be able to do this, which, by the way, thank you for being with us today. And um, yeah, my pleasure, as always. Let's do this. Can we just give, um, take a turn and maybe give God some expression of uh, maybe how we're feeling right now and let him know? Just a quick thought of, I'll go first, okay? Um, God, I just want to thank you that I have life and that you are constantly faithful to me. Even when it feels like I'm alone, you're there with me. And I'm so grateful for that um, because you're so good and faithful. How about you guys? Anything that you'd be able to express as a feeling? Yeah, for me, it's just I thank God for the opportunities that he's given me. And just like even every time that I've turned away from him and sinned against him, that he doesn't leave me and that he still allows me to feel his presence, which I think is such a blessing. Good. That's so good. Leo. I'm super grateful for the opportunity to get to know him. He's given us his words just in a book that we can read every single day. Um, and I get to know him more and more every single day. Yeah, that's good. 
you know, and I'll express um, a moment of maybe weakness that I've faced, and um, God knows that I struggle with maybe some health things that I get I get fearful of, and I wonder, is God going to be faithful to me? Is he going to continue to heal me? Uh, but I know he is, and so I'm grateful for those things. And so um, those are real things, and I bring it to God as often as I can. Mm-hmm. And that's the importance, my friends. We have to remember, be real with how you feel. Bring those expressions to the Lord. He cares, and he wants to hear them. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. Hey. Thank you, ladies, so much for being with us today on this podcast. It's been awesome. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes, I can't wait till the next time. And for everybody else out there, be real with how you feel. God does care about your feelings, your emotions. They bring you closer to him when you express them. But until then, that's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. 